6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Over the weekend, it was uh, really a last-ditch plea to keep his job. Premier Jason Kenney told thousands of United Conservative Party members that a vote for him in the upcoming leadership review process was a vote for conservative strength in Alberta. The speech to the party formally launched what has really become this... Wow, it's just been so... What's the word? It has been so acrimonious, um, really, this fight to determine whether the premier should remain in charge of the UCP. Kenny, you know, has faced open dissent from some party and caucus members for more than a year. He made it clear in his speech that this vote must end the feuding one way or another. Ballots were mailed out on the weekend to almost 60,000 party members. They've got to be returned by May 11th, with results announced by May 18th or on May 18th. If Kenny gets less than 50% plus one of the votes, a leadership race must be called. But Kenny says if he remains as leader, he has a plan to win in 2023. The second is to get the job done. And the third is to be a disciplined, mainstream conservative party that acts on the priorities of Albertans. Watching all this very closely this weekend, our first guest this afternoon, political scientist from Mount Royal University, Lori Williams. Hi, Lori. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jalen. All right. uh, First things first, there was a lot of talk uh, about uh, Premier Kenny. And it seemed not so much about the party as a whole during this speech. A lot focused on him, about what he could do, what he um, could bring moving forward. Did you think? Absolutely. A lot about what he has done mm-hmm. and what he is saying that he can do, uh, dismissing the parts of his record that have caused division and, and entirely ignoring the fact that the split is centering around his his leadership itself. He seemed to think the only problem was the management of COVID-19. Well, the list of things about which Albertans disagree with Jason Kenney, from health care to eastern slopes to, obviously, uh, COVID um, restrictions, um, just the ethics within his within his uh, own cabinet, all of these things. I think of, of this whole sense that somehow or another the rules don't apply to the inner circle. I think has really annoyed uh, people across the the range of those who support or oppose uh, pan, pan, pandemic restrictions. Yeah, and we and we did hear the apology on the pandemic. On the pandemic front, of course, he said, um, you know, that he'd made mistakes, know that there had been decisions that our government has made, which have frustrated, I think, all Alberta conservatives, myself included, included. But you're right. That was mainly directed on the COVID handling, wasn't it? Yeah. And it wasn't an apology. He said he regretted what had happened and he asked for forgiveness for the things that you thought that we did wrong. It, it was a classic Jason Kenney sort of avoidance of actually taking responsibility and apologizing. Let's talk about um, this uh, 50% plus one and we've, we've talked about this in the past on, on this show. It, you know, if, if it's 50% plus one, if it's not an overwhelming you know, thumbs up to Premier Kenny as as leader. What does that do to this party? Well, I, frankly, I don't think there's a way to win. I think people are so concerned about and skeptical about the process, especially the fact that some people who would have been members if they'd known this was going to be the process or would have joined so they could participate in the process didn't find out that they could uh-huh. do so by mail until after the membership list had been cut off. 
And there are, are, you know, a number of people who actually worked with Jason Kenney on his leadership bid in 2017 who don't trust the process now. I think that's particularly damning. And it means that the only the only result that the, the opponents will accept is a, a loss. And if he, he wins, they won't trust that it was a fair win. Mm. The, the speech itself had a lot of rhetoric in it. I mean, the language, a lot of the language that was used in it seemed to be um, stepped up from what we've heard the Premier use prior. Why was that? Well, he was speaking to uh, a particular audience that that might be sort of jazzed up by him fighting uh, against Ottawa and fighting against um, the NDP. But uh, again, you know, even even, uh, referring to to, parental choice and schooling and so forth. I mean, he was really sort of tapping into uh, deeply committed conservative uh, thinkers and, and voters. And I'm not sure that that represents the majority of Albertans. I'm not sure the majority of Albertans would have would have agreed with a number of the things that he said or would be particularly concerned uh, about, uh, you know, the, the specter of a socialist government when they saw what Rachel Notley did for four years. Dr. Laurie Williams joining me this afternoon. You know, there was a lot of talk about the future, not so much focused on the past, Laurie, really a lot about the future and what if, what if, and look at what I can do if. But I, I, I think that there's a lot of people also wondering who could be the other person who could take this party elsewhere? Is it a is it a Danielle Smith? Is it a Brian Jean? What if it is uh, you know Rachel Notley who gets back in power? All of that and is that fear mongering? Is that um, you know trying to sow the seeds of of worry in everybody? Well, there's no question. I mean, he's saying it's it's. The choices are two. One is Jason Kenney, or the other is the radical left, or mm. or socialists, or whatever. But the reality is that we've seen three polls recently indicate that Brian Jean has a better chance of winning uh, winning against Rachel Notley mm. in an election, a better chance than Jason Kenney does. So, uh, of course, he didn't address that at all. He didn't talk about Brian Jean or Danielle Smith. But at least according to current polls, Brian Jean is the one who has a better chance of winning against Rachel Notley, not Jason Kenney. And that, that makes that particular argument uh, a much weaker one. I want to switch gears for a moment. Uh, I know that you've been following along with I mean, all of a sudden, you hadn't heard of Jonathan Dennis in, in, in a couple of years, and all of a sudden in the past week, uh, the former uh, justice minister has been in the news and two different stories. Have you been following this? Yes. Okay, tell me about, uh, you know, he, he's denying claims that he hired a self-described political fixer to obtain the phone logs of a reporter who wrote a story about whether the size of his wedding reception broke COVID-19 protocols. Your, your thoughts on this? Well, first of all, if there was a violation of the health regulations at the time, that that could have been a, a relatively minor thing. It appears Jonathan Dennis, Dennis was trying to protect uh, Mike Ellis, who was his best man, as I understand it, at the at the event. Um, but in order to do so, uh, there is email evidence uh, that has some of which has been been independently confirmed, suggesting that uh, he wanted to obtain phone records of a reporter, and that the fixer told him that that would be illegal. 
he nevertheless went ahead with the agreement and it looks like complained about not getting all of the information that he wanted because the fixer um, doctored some of the information to protect people from being targeted. Hmm. Um, reading that uh, Jonathan Dennis does have some ties to um, Conservative MP Pierre Polyev's uh, federal leadership campaign, do you know anything more about that? Well, again, I mean, obviously, Jonathan Dennis is uh, plugged into to uh, conservative circles. He's been a close ally of the of the Kenny campaign in the past as well. Um, so, I mean, this is something that could potentially raise questions about about ethics and uh, and legality uh, around the UCP as well as the the federal again. conservative party. Yeah, that was my, my next question. I was I was uh, wondering what that could mean for uh, the UCP and the federal conservatives. But we'll continue to watch it. Laurie, always appreciate your time. Thanks for this. Oh, thank you, Jalen.